showtime. It's time for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen, and we'll keep broddcasting. Time to begin the show. 1039 LI News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio, with your host, Tom Shalero. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. The PBA serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs, all designed to help and protect our community, to care about you, and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law, PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's sworn to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest counties in the country, and the PBA takes pride and strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes and contribute greatly to our suburban way of life. Need to know more? Go right to that website, www.suffolkcountypba.org. Noel DiGirolamo, President. Well, welcome to the Tuesday edition. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. Tom Shalero's on vacation. It's Doug Smith, the Assemblyman here, filling in. I'm here with Assemblywoman Jody Giglio, and we're also here joined today by Riverhead Town Councilman Ken Rothwell. So today we're going to do a little bit of like a town talk type segment. We have two fantastic town council members, Ken Rothwell from the town of Riverhead, and coming on a little bit later, we're going to have Trish Bergen from the town of Islip. So now today it's, it's a little bit exciting because you all know and love Jody Giglio. Her and I come on the program every week. But when Jody, she served for a decade on the Riverhead Town Board when she became elected to the state assembly earlier this year, a great person was put in her spot on the Riverhead Town Board, and that's Ken Rothwell. So welcome, Ken. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Appreciate the opportunity to talk today. So you're filling some big shoes, and fortunately, we're here with your predecessor. There's a lot of issues facing the town of Riverhead, and I know people like me, I live out here in Holbrook, my district, we're sitting here live at MacArthur Airport, and the people that I represent in Brookhaven and Islip, we tend to come out to you guys around this time of year for pumpkin picking, apple picking. So what's going on out there? And, and Jody, if you want to jump in as well, because I know you have a lot of great things to say about Ken. Well, we have definitely, uh, fall has arrived here in Riverhead, and so we're excited. Um, it does crowd our roads a little bit, but it is so great to see so many people out. You know, we struggled through the pandemic, and now here we are getting to go out there, pick our apples, our pumpkins, and get our fresh corn stalks and bales of hay, decorate the house. Um, so there's a lot of hap- things happening here in Riverhead. So we're excited. We love the fall season. It's, uh, it's what brings the agricultural and heritage alive here in Riverhead, so it's great. Yeah, and uh, you're doing a great job, too, because you got the police out there. They're moving people along. It was a great initiative to get the police to actually move the traffic along. So come on out. Come to Riverhead. And you can see uh, Ken Rothwell. So Ken is actually an avid racer, and we talked about Long Island needs a drag strip, and we had the runways at Epcal. So Ken was actually the first one to race at the drag races this year. It was an exciting, great day. We talked about these ideas back in the beginning of the year. Again, trying to find these great outdoor events to do to battle COVID so we can get outside and enjoy life. And uh, I will tell you that there was a lot of planning put in. And um, Pete Scalzo, who ran uh, our event here, for uh, uh, just did a phenomenal job. We were able to make certain that we, we kept traffic you know, under great, you know, there was no backups, no tie-ups. Everything flowed well. Um, the safety factors were all in place, and just with a great committee that he had behind him, along with the supervisor, it really was a phenomenal event. We did it for four weekends, um, and I was looking forward. Time it came to race day, I wanted to be right out there myself, so I got my Dodge Charger out there, and uh, it's actually my son's car, and uh, had some fun. Did really good. It was what a great opportunity, great fun, and so. So I think everybody's burning to know: is this something we're going to be seeing every year, or is this a one-time deal? Well, I think we got to sit back now and just we got to evaluate how everything went. I want to talk to more residents and just feel, you know, get some more input on that. 
Um, you know, we are looking eventually to sell the property up at Upcow. We could certainly use that infrastructure, you know, the, the money for infrastructure. Um, but certainly it, it, it's certainly under consideration to see how we can move forward to keep the events like this going alive and bring people to Riverhead visit. It filled our restaurants. It filled our delis, our shops. You know, it, it was a great event and it was a good boost of, of, of uh, revenue into the town. So, so yeah. That's and it was need. sold out every weekend, right? Sold out every day. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And it's a uh, it really is a good thing. And the property is in contract, but the town of Riverhead is trying to sell it. And they're having some problems over there with the New York State DEC and trying to get the water to the property and it's it's a little bit of that so as soon as the land is subdivided it'll be sold hopefully and then uh the new owners can negotiate with the racetrack people to see if they can keep it going on the runways. Oh, well, that's exciting. And if you're just joining us, this is Assemblyman Doug Smith. I'm joined with my co-host, Assemblywoman Jody Giglio. We're filling in for Tom Schiller, and we're joined today by Riverhead Councilman Ken Rothwell. So, Ken, you know, there's a lot going on in downtown Riverhead. What can you tell us? Well, we're super excited. We just purchased three buildings on Main Street, and we've talked about over years of trying to revitalize all of downtown and so um we are now with the demolition of two buildings coming shortly but and redesigning an entire town square it's going to bring main street all the way down to the riverfront and part of the issue with riverhead is that main street has this beautiful asset the peconic waterfront but it's been behind the buildings you don't get to utilize it and see it so this town square joins main street together imagine walking out of the suffolk theater and you're standing right in a beautiful town square long island silence science center to one side with a beautiful walk down gathering area uh, right all the way out to a boathouse right on the Peconic Riverfront. So it's it's such an exciting project. Um, we've got our applications in for where we're really hoping to hit a $20 million grant that's going to revitalize all of our railroad plaza along with the town square and join those two projects together. So it, it's, it's the first time where we're also issuing private funds along with government funds and so it's a, it's the first project of its kind in Riverhead. That, that's pretty exciting and it sounds like you're continuing a lot of the great work that Jody Giglio was working on when she was a member of the town board. It's it's great to see a town board that's working so well together to benefit all the residents and try to revitalize, bring young people and bring visitors from outside of town to come spend money, patronize the local shops. If you're listening now, we're also taking calls up until that 2 o'clock hour at 631-451-1039 so call in and you can speak to our great representatives. So, Jody, what else is going on in Riverhead? Oh, there's a lot going on in Riverhead. I mean, there's always something. It's uh, Ken is uh, actually running for office this year. He's it's his first election, so he's good. he's doing great. We're out there. He's out there knocking on doors. We're out there knocking on doors, and I think that. He's, ha- he's having a fundraiser coming up pretty soon here at the Jamesport Farm Brewery, which is a great venue. You can bring the kids. You can hang out outside. And uh, I'll let get Ken talk a little bit about that. He's also a Southampton Fire Department. And if you were reading the papers last Tuesday, he was part of a rescue of a car fire. So wow. it was pretty, uh, the way it was written, it was, thank God he was there. Um, yeah, so... Uh- generally try to be modest but you brought it up so. <laughs> well we on this program we love our first responders and we can't thank you enough for your work on that i will say that it was a joined effort along with um the police department as emt and fire personnel together um that we were able to save a life so the uh person had just veered off the road hit a tree and and the uh, um big front of the fire had uh front of the vehicle was on fire and so with with uh, the effort of of multiple people we were able to bring him out save him um, and get him out of the car in time. And so uh, it was a proud moment. You know, every firefighter uh, 
likes to be humble and so forth, but it's certainly, you know, when I've been in the fire department now going on 19 years. So when you wow. put that training finally to use and you just feel a little pat on the shoulder, it, it was good to do something good for somebody. Yeah, and it was a close call, too, because the fire was starting to spread into the car, right? It was an engine fire that was starting to spread into the car. So they yep. got him out in the nick of time, thank God. Wow. And everybody walked yes. away safe. Well, so 19 years in the fire department. So that type of public service is incredible. How does that contrast with now being a town board member? I would say there's nowhere where you get to meet the folks, meet the people head on like a town boardroom. What is it like in there? And some days you must be shaking your head and saying, what did I ever do to deserve this and and want this? Well, I will say right away um, when I I was... uh, applied to, to be a member on the town board and uh, when I was being interviewed I was I was told right away that Jody has a list of accomplishments that are phenomenal and so that if if whoever's going to attempt to sit in that same <laughs> chair not necessarily try to fill her shoes but to sit in that same chair I knew that I had to work hard right from day one to try to prove myself I was granted a great opportunity uh, we, we've done a lot of things since January we've been honoring our veterans with a hometown hero banner project we got a wall of honor built for them uh, we helped. That, by the way, that yeah. honoring the veterans with the the banners. I know people in my area see that and they want to emulate that across the county. So I think that's yeah. a beautiful. Yeah, and Ken yeah. actually picked up where I left off, and so he's yeah. the liaison to the Veterans Advisory Committee, and they're doing great things for wow. our veterans. Yep, absolutely. So definitely, Jody got it started with us, and we were just able to see it come to fruition. That was phenomenal. Same as the Wall of Honor, she also started. So there's great opportunity to follow up on those things, and it gave me a good sense of accomplishment right from the beginning. Just kind of feel like okay, learning learning the ropes and seeing how things go. Um, in addition, I think one of our biggest tasks working alongside the supervisor was we needed to, to obtain vaccines for our seniors, and we yep. were able to obtain them, and we, and we gave out a, a lot in our uh, Aquabox Senior Center. So that was, that was a great um, asset to our, our seniors to take care of them, to protect them. Um, so there was just and I, I think that's a great example of uh, partnering with other levels of government and how important it is to have strong partners at every level, the county, the mm-hmm. Congress, the, you know, during the COVID pandemic, having Congressman Lee Zeldin, I think we would all agree, has been an asset and everything the state of New York needed. He worked with President Trump early on to deliver that. So, yeah, actually, uh, Congressman Zeldin was instrumental in bringing the Army Corps of Engineers downtown to Riverhead to examine the flooding. And I think that they're working with you very closely now. Right, Ken? Yes, they've been doing a great job. It's a Again, we wanted to, when we're getting our town square developed, we want to make sure that what we're planning and what we're building is protected for the long term. And so flooding was certainly, you know, a, a hesitation for some to say, how do I invest in here? How do I do this with flooding? So Lee Zeldin's been phenomenal towards mitigating that through the Army Corps of Engineers to make sure that what we're building right now and how we're proceeding in the future Everything that we're investing in is well protected. That's excellent. And we're we're coming up to a break here. So if you're tuning in, come back. Stay with us. We have Ken Rothwell, Riverhead Town Councilman, and along with uh, Jody Giglio, the State Assemblywoman, and myself, Doug Smith, filling in for Tom Shalero. So join us and call in. following are the words of Noel DiGirolamo, president of the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. Police officers are already being targeted for assassination. Releasing their personal information to criminals will only further endanger them. Stand with law enforcement. Defend the police. 
The following radio show is live, except for the announcement you're hearing right now. Welcome back to Your Island Live with your host, Tom Shalero, on 1039 LI News Radio. And welcome back. It's the Tuesday edition. I'm Doug Smith sitting in for Tom Shalero, who's on vacation, our great champion of the forgotten middle class, the voice for law enforcement on Long Island, our good friend. Uh, today, Assemblywoman Jody Giglio and I'm Assemblyman Doug Smith. We're co-hosting the show. Hopefully we're doing a good job, Tom, if you're out there relaxing. And today we're joined with Riverhead Town Councilman Ken Rothwell. So welcome back, Ken. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So we were just talking about a harrowing rescue that you, you were part of as a volunteer firefighter, you're laughing, but you know, obviously that's our words. You're very humble and very kind. And Jody Giglio was talking about some of the great things that are happening in Riverhead. And for all of those just joining us, if you're from my neck of the woods, which is the town of Islip and the town of Brookhaven, we know that now is the time of year that we go out there, we make that join that caravan, we go pumpkin picking, we take our families to look for apples and all these great seasonal things. But year round, Ken is a town board member and governing that town board. So what are some of the pressing issues facing you right now? Well, I think right now one of the most important things is we need to do in Riverhead is update our water infrastructure. And we need to provide clean drinking water to our residents up in Manorville. So we have uh, been working hard with um, our community development center. Um, and Dawn has been putting in grants. And Jody has been wonderful in terms of the, on the state side to try to um, make sure we have all the assistance that we need to try to get funding to complete that. And so we're going to have a water forum. So if I can take an opportunity to just to mention tomorrow night at uh, Riverhead Town Hall at 6 o'clock is our first water forum. And we're going to try to do this on a quarterly basis throughout the year just to create more communication with our residents. And so they understand exactly what we're doing and the path that we're following to make sure that uh, in the end, our goal is reached and every, every single resident has clean drinking water in the town of Riverhead and upgrade our water infrastructure to supply that need. And how important it is, and I know on the state level, it's something that's been critically important that we've really been working hard on. As you know, Long Islanders, we have that sole source aquifer. Our drinking water comes from the groundwater. So when you're looking at all these types of things, and I know sewers are something that's on the mind of many Long Islanders and, and trying to expand that out there. So, so it really is critical, and it's great that you're holding that. And I'm going to throw the number out there because we do have a lot of people listening in the great town of Riverhead. So if you want to ask Ken or Jody Giglio a question, please call us at... 631-451-1039. Give us a call. Talk about anything you want to speak about. So, so Jody, Ken filled your shoes and, you know, big shoes to fill. I know you're one of the most outspoken members of the state legislature. I love it. You're one of my best friends. And I think you do an excellent job out there. So how's Ken doing replacing you? He's doing a fantastic job. You know what? He is enhancing everything that I did. And he, it, you know, the rec trail is very well used. It's a 10 acre contiguous trail around the perimeter. It used to be the security perimeter for Grumman. So we made that a contiguous 10, eight, 10 mile trail and Ken just put the bikes there. So if you don't happen to have your bike with you, then you can hop on the ride chair. I'll let Ken talk about that. Yeah. So we have the pedal share program we got brought to Riverhead um, and it's been phenomenal. So it's throughout Suffolk County. But here in Riverhead, we were able to put it right up at our Epcot trail. In addition, we were able to have multiple stations in downtown Riverhead. So we want people to you know come out on the train visit as a tourist, arrive here in our town. Even if you're a resident then, you're able to travel throughout downtown, park your bikes in different locations, but you don't need to have that uh, bike rack in the back of the car. Everything is already set up and anxiously waiting for your arrival. Uh, the pedal share program that we started when it arrived at EPCAL, 
We are proud. It is now the most utilized site in all of Suffolk County. So um, I got to tell you, that was a blessing when I won one of the first committee meetings that I have was with the Alternative Transportation Committee. And they asked where we were going to meet. And uh, we met right on the the Epcal Trail and to go around to Veterans Memorial Park. I'm like, this is great. We're having meetings outside and the outdoors, traveling this nine-mile trail. Not too shabby. Yeah, a little tiring, though, when you're done with the meeting. That's not from the meeting, but from the nine-mile bike ride. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to uh, get everybody on the same page that, all right, we're not done until we're, you know, the meeting's not over until we're done pedaling. That's one of the good (laughs) projects that we got done or that I got done when I first took office. We started the Alternative Transportation Committee, and thank goodness for Senator Ken Laval, who gave us, uh, I think, 500000 and then another 200000 in funding, and then we got 200000 from the Suffolk County Legislature, from Al Krupski, our neighbor and our legislator. So it, it, we got it done, and it's well used, and it was really used during COVID when people couldn't go indoor. They took, took advantage of the free outdoor activity in a safe environment where they didn't have to worry about their kids getting run over by a car because it's a... Uh, it's all within a fence. Absolutely, absolutely. So something you're alluding to, and I think it's fascinating at the town level. And, you know, for those who join us weekly and listen to Jody and I talk of our tales of Albany and the fights that go on there, you'll know that things happen pretty quick in Albany. A news story can break and we could be called up the very next day to take a vote on a very good or very bad bill, depending on how that goes. But at the town level, I find it fascinating because land use is done at the town level. So you really need to have a vision. And I know I have a lot of great friends that are town council members. Uh, one of my best friends is Councilman Kevin Laval from the town of Brookhaven. And, I, you know, I, I know that he has that, that that vision of what properties can be used for, what can be built and redevelopment. So, you know, Jody and, and Ken, if you could jump in on this as well. What do you think? Where do you picture Riverhead 2030? And again, we're talking, you know, way out there, but it's not that far away. Well, we've begun the process of, of, of our new comprehensive plan is, is, is taking place now. And so residents have an opportunity to speak along with all the different businesses. Uh, we're looking at, you know, our current agricultural heritage. We're proud in Riverhead that um, we have a phenomenal record of, of farming preservation. And so and, and Jody can certainly uh, attest to all the work that she's done over the years to to make certain that we have a great balance in Riverhead. And that's where we need to keep vote. I want to know that in 2030 that I can still go out and travel those roads and see the beautiful farms and the tractors and so forth. But we also need to make sure that we've got infrastructure development to support all those things. And so we need to be able to support our police department and protect our men and women in blue. Um, and provide them uh, with the assets and, and, the, and that's needed, as well as, you know, continuing, as I mentioned before, upgrading our water structure, sewer districts, you know, highway department, better roads. So development helps that. But at the same point, I really need to maintain that agricultural preservation and that the heritage behind it. We are a farming community. We are, you know, to see the vineyards and so forth that we have out there is phenomenal. And so it's a great asset. And I want to make sure that's there in 2030. It's really breathtaking, truly. And it's nice that Long Island has this great resource out east that's not too far away, 20 minutes from my home. And I'm in suburbia. I'm in the smack in the middle of suburbia. But it's nice to know a 20 minute drive. I could be out in the beautiful vineyards and eating pot pie at uh, Jody. What's that excellent pot pie place? The Cooper Gin. And they have the Harvest Festival there, too. They have a band every weekend and people go and they sit outside. It's, you know, separation distances, so you don't have to worry about anybody breathing over your shoulder. And it's a great place. It's a, we have a lot of full festivals happening right now on the North Fork on Sound Avenue. Now, as we're talking about that, you mentioned backing the blue and how important it is to have the back of law enforcement. Now, Riverhead has its own police department. So as a town board member, how do you how do you play into that? And what have you been working on to, to have the back of men and women in law enforcement? 
I wanted to make certain when I came into office in January that I have an opportunity to simply to meet with them, to talk with them, to understand. Um, we need to be there to show our total support that um, on any given moment, Shadow Riverhead police officer shouldn't have to ever hesitate you know, to protect. I want to make sure that every day, each and every officer goes home safe to their wife, their family, um, and uh, their husband, whatever it may be, that, that they don't need to hesitate. And so, um, and that's a big important asset that makes sure that every single officer knows that and feels that in a level on a national level, um, we, we don't feel that they've been, um, have that national backing and so forth. So it's been a difficult job, but here in Riverhead, remember we're a small town and then they need to know that, um, we're here to support them. We're proud of them. We have the, the most finest police officers on the East end. I am so proud of what they've known, what they've been able to achieve, um, and it's it's been just awesome working alongside them. That, that's really great. If you're just joining us, I'm Assemblyman Doug Smith. I'm co-hosting the show with Assemblywoman Jody Giglio. And just speaking just now was Riverhead Town Councilman Ken Rothwell talking about some of the great things here going on in the town of Riverhead. We It looks like we have some, some phone calls coming in. But in the meantime, I just have a quick question. How do, do you think with the telecommuting, the option now where people can live in one place and work in another, how exciting is that for the town of Riverhead that now people can work in, you know, work in New York City, work in Manhattan and not have to make that commute, perhaps? Well, we've certainly gotten more residents out here and so more full time residents where I think we had certainly an influx in the summer. It seems to be more uh, prevalent year round. And so we welcome everybody and join us, you know, come come here, live here. Uh, it's a great community, great place to be. Um, and it, we just love that. We love having everyone here all year round. That's excellent. So we have a caller coming in. We have James over in Calverton. James, how you doing? Hello. Welcome. Hello. How you doing, James? I'm filling in for yeah, Tom Shalero, and we I got Ken Rothwell. Questions, and then I'm going to get off. Uh, first, I want to say, when are you getting a movie theater? The second is, when are you getting a pool hall? And the third is, could you get your highway department to teach Suffolk County and Southampton Town how to patch roads and fix it? Because when Southampton Town does it, it's a pothole. Now it's a huge bump. When Suffolk County does it, it was a pothole. Now it's a huge bump. When Riverhead does it, everything's flat and normal and right, and they do it right the first time, and they don't have to come back seven times. I mean, their theory, I guess, is do it right the first time, uh, but Suffolk County and, and Southampton Town, I think, is do it wrong the first time, and they have nobody else to get, so we'll be doing it again. I'm getting off. Thank you. Thank, thank you, James. I think uh, Ken and Jody, if you want to jump in there, and we could use those uh, that great insight on the Long Island Expressway as well, if you could send them out to us. Well, I, yeah. I can just say that how proud I am, then, of the Riverhead Highway Department, because they really do, the men and women do a great job, and they're out there early in the morning, they're out there in the snowstorms late at night, and the hurricane clearing any type of, uh, you know, tropical storms. They're, they're, they're on the ready all the time. Time, clearing our roadways and they do a great job so I'm, I'm so proud of our men and women in the highway department yeah they do do a great job and as a matter of fact Gio has done such a good job but unfortunately he's retiring this year but fortunately the two candidates for the highway superintendent are both in the highway department now so hopefully they'll keep things up the same as they have that's great people coming up from within the department that have years of paving and plowing and uh that that authentic experience running for highway superintendent yeah. very exciting and as far as the movie theater we've we've been speaking to movie theaters for years but now that they've come out with all the netflix and the hulu and all those other where you could just go on your own tv and sit in your living room and watch movies the competition has gotten so great that they can't make any money the only way they can make money is on the candy and the popcorn which I like very much. 
I also like that. <laughs> Ken, you want to? I'll join you there in popcorn. <laughs> uh, so, again, if you're joining us, please give us a phone call. we got a, a few minutes left of this segment. 631-451-1039 if you want to chime in here and speak to our great Riverhead representatives. So, interesting stuff. It, it's a great time, it sounds like, out in Riverhead. Good time to invest in the community. I see a lot of cranes and things being built. I think that's always a testament of how good a town is working. And I know younger people are looking to move in. So, that, that sounds very promising. Well, also proud in Riverhead, we have a, we have a great, um, we're about 18% of affordable housing. And so that has been great for our younger generation to stay here. And so in too many other towns, you know, as, as the generation passes on to the next generation, they can't afford to live on Long Island. So Riverhead has a great balance. So yeah. we have our elaborate homes, we have our farmsteads, we have affordable housing, we have a place for everyone here in the town. And so that's, that's a great you know, attribute to the town of Riverhead. Yeah, and now downtown you have the new market rate housing that's going in. So that provides an opportunity for people that don't fit the income guidelines in order to get affordable apartments. You can actually get a market rate apartment with a river view. And we wow. do have a beautiful river, yeah. And, and a beautiful walking downtown. Wow, have to get a vacation spot in Riverhead. <laughs> and I said early on too, bounce when you see those cranes and so forth going work, it's all about balance. And that's what I've taken a business approach since January. And that's the key component through everything we're doing is that we're, we're bringing in infrastructure, we're upgrading the things that we have, we're welcoming new businesses to town, but we need to continue to protect our, our farmland preservation and agriculture. Yeah. Yep. So tell us a little bit more about Ken Rothwell. We want to know more about you. So your private sector experience that you're bringing to town hall. We have a couple minutes left. Sure. So um, about 20 years ago, um, I, I, I worked here in, in the town of Riverhead. I was a funeral director. And so I worked for the Alexander Tuttle Funeral Home and Reginald H. Tuttle Funeral Home in Riverhead. And so I was proud to be there. I've always been ambitious to have my own funeral home. So I, I did move on to um, purchase the O'Connell Funeral Home in Southampton, now O'Connell Rothwell. I've uh, been proud of that. And we've grown over the years. We, we were able to come back to Wading River. And, and I purchased the Alexander Rothwell Funeral Home now in Wading River. And we have another facility in West Hampton Beach, wow. as well as uh, Hampton Bays. So we're the largest funeral provider on the east end of, of Long Island. And so I'm proud of that accomplishment. And that's been through... Uh, um, you know, great business moves over the years, but more importantly, I have um, incredible family at home that supports everything to do the late hours, the, the, the often running out, you know, taking care of families um, and on holidays and weekends. So it's an understanding at home. That's awesome for my wife, Deborah, and my two kids, but then a great staff behind everything we've done. So in terms of business, um, I've been succeeding because of the people around me as well. Well, it sounds like you're running a great operation. People are dying to get in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, sorry. That, <laughs> he took my line. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so, so we have a couple minutes left. How does how does a town like Brookhaven contrast to Riverhead? Do you think you have some of similar issues in common? I, I think we have similar issues. I think that um, we can perhaps be a little more personal in Riverhead because we're about thirty three thousand people, and so I like to walk the neighborhoods. I like to visit. You know, uh, you know, my kids grew up, and and so we were at the little league games. We were we were around and about in town and all the events. We had a live in twenty five. It's so nice to walk down the street and see your neighbors, the people you know. So I think we're maybe a little bit more personal just because of the vast number of people in Brookhaven. But I like that being personal. You're also a motorcycle guy, right? Yes, I am. Very proud to be a member of the Red Knights. So uh, it's a firefighter motorcycle club. Yesterday, we just had our annual uh, blessing of the bikes. So that was an incredible event that we uh, took a ride out from North Sea all the way out to Amagansett. And uh, we raised a lot of money for the burn center up at Stony Brook. And so I think as of now, we've raised over, and in previous bike runs, we're totaling about over $155,000 we've raised wow. in the burn center. Wow, a great that's organization. A lot. 
Yeah. Quite that's a mix. A, that's a lot. So now, something I wanted to ask you during the last segment, Ken, what is your, what do you consider your greatest life achievement? Well, my greatest life achievement, of course, would be my wife and kids. But if we're thinking about <laughs> well, we're talking about stuff that. other than good that. Answer. You know? Good answer. Good answer, by the way. I'm going to vote for this guy. This is a, that's an excellent answer. <laughs> but I, I would probably say one of my biggest accomplishments outside in terms of just my, my own. Uh, I've been a, an avid um, hiker for many years. And so a few years ago, um, I had a, an accident when I was playing younger, when I was playing ice hockey, and I actually fractured my neck, and so I ended up getting a titanium plate in my neck a number of years ago, so it was about proving myself that I was A-OK and up and about, and so I, I went on and trained and went to um, Tanzania, Africa, and I uh, hiked up and summited Mount Kilimanjaro, and so 19,348 feet, so... That's wow. a proud moment standing on the top of that. That's incredible. Better you than me. I don't know if Jody and I could make that. No, I could definitely not make it. Maybe on somebody's back. <laughs> oh, that's incredible, though. Yeah. That that really um, that really is. So, Jody. Yeah, top of the mountain, right? Yeah. Adventure of a lifetime. I mean, sitting up there, we're with um, snow caps, and we have icebergs from the dinosaur age, and it's just like people don't, you know, they don't uh, put icebergs with Africa together, you know, but it's the only place in the world where you can go through five different climates. Climate zones. So wow. we go through rainforest, desert, and eventually end up on, on the top of the ice caps. Wow. That's incredible. So no Steve Keyhouse on that mountain. Yeah. Shout out to Steve Keyhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jody is good friends with our under sheriff, uh, right? Steve Keyhouse, who listens to the show uh, in his spare time. He's another one that likes to go on adventures and rock climbing and things like that. Absolutely. Um, so with a couple minutes left, we're inviting uh, 631-451-1039. Call in if you have any questions. We have Ken Rothwell, Riverhead Councilman. We have Jody Giglio from the New York State Assembly and myself, Doug Smith, Assembly members. What Whatever questions you have right now, it's a very tense time with the pandemic continues. You know, you mentioned during the last segment, trying to get senior citizens vaccinated to make that available for any New Yorker that wants it. And that that really was a local and a state partnership. Absolutely. I mean, for us to be able to put that together, you know, when you come into office, you'd like to think, okay, I'm bringing a business mind, I'm bringing business sense. But when somebody says to you, how do you get vaccines? And and it was just about getting the right people at the table. The supervisor was phenomenal in terms of working um, with Jody here and and, um, our state um, and governor's office to to make sure that our seniors were protected. And so there's uh, things in which you learn as as you go along. But, um, you know, it was just great to have uh, be able to do something for them, make sure they're protected because um, you can't have seniors on lockdown for so long because it leads to depression and other factors yeah. that come into play. So you got to make sure that we've, we've got them, that they can go out and, and getting the right food and, and being able to socialize and do things. It's all part of quality of life. And the vaccination was a key component of that. Yeah. They also did the uh, prescription delivery and they did uh, food deliveries at the partnered with the grocery stores to people would be able to call and order their food and they would package it up and we had new, Ken, vi- you wanna- new vehicles for our meals on wheels program to expand it and oh. so expanding the services within the senior center yeah i think that jumped up quite a bit during covid right the meals on uh, wheels absolutely i mean we were on lockdown and so and and didn't have the ability even myself with my parents you know i'm so blessed and fortunate to have them but you get concerned about gathering with them and as yes. much as i want to sit at the table and have have tea with my mom and, and and sit and have dinner with my dad it's like you have to wonder you come home from work and, and are we carrying the virus right. and so the concerns there everyone goes in lockdown it's a scary time especially for our seniors you know they, they were alone absolutely know, and a lot of local governments over the past years have actually cut a lot of their programs unfortunately like meals on wheels so it's good to see that riverhead continues to support 
support and make that program thrive. Thinking outside the box has really been something that I think is critical during this COVID period, trying to figure out how to teach an old dog new tricks because government doesn't always uh, innovate as nice as we would like it to. So I think it's critical to have people with that great private sector experience like yourself, like Jody Giglio. Yeah, um, and this is your first budget with the town of Riverhead that you'll be looking at the $50 million budget and the police budget and everything else that's going on there. So I bet you're looking forward to that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're, we're, we're really trying to make sure we understand and it, it the budget actually ties into COVID. Almost everything we do today, we say ties into COVID. But the idea is that restaurants, businesses have struggled over the last year and we need to do everything in our power to make sure that we're providing the same services, maybe increasing services, but preventing and making sure that we don't have that tax increase. And so we've got to really be close and watch our budget so close to make sure that that we get those services out. But we Absolutely. So uh, thank you again. We're uh, done with, we're at the end of this segment. So uh, join us in the next segment where we're going to have calling in uh, Islip Councilwoman Trish Bergen. Again, this is Doug Smith, Ken Rothwell, and Jody Giglio. Uh, We'll be right back.